Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are very excited to join you today to talk about some New York Giants news. Obviously, we have a few different things to cover on this episode. And also, we are recording this after the first day of training camps. We are lucky enough to bring you some stuff that came out of that. Obviously, not much news. This will be a shorter episode um, as you know, Alex and I kind of get ready for the next two weeks as we're going to plan Giants Fan Fest and see what, what's going to happen there. But yeah, we just wanted to get a quick episode out talking about training camp and what has happened so far. But first of all, Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk about training camp now that it's, you know, officially started. Obviously not much. Well, you know, as training camp pro- progresses, um, more starts to happen, but I'm excited it's finally here. You can see the season coming closer and closer. And I do want to mention, we do have new mics today. I'm not sure if anyone could tell. Um, hopefully you can. And uh, we've been trying to mess a bit with some of the equipment, some of the editing, audio type of things. So if it sounds a little bit different today, that is because we have changed it a little bit. Um, we're going to see how it works, if it's better, if it's worse. Hope it should be better, but we'll see how it is. Um, so Josh and I are definitely very excited about that. You love mentioning that. 
That's the second time now. Nope, no further comment. No, no further comment. Okay, yeah. If you if you haven't listened already, we had a new episode of the City That Never Sleeps podcast where Alex and I were actually together for the first time. Hopefully, we can do that. Uh, you know, in the near future, I'm hoping that you, you think that Giants Fan Fest episode we can do that. I'm guessing that that'll probably be it, right? Because you'll be here. Uh, yeah. So we can definitely do that episode together. That'd be fun. Yeah, hope, hopefully like after the fan fest, either that day or maybe the day after if you're here and we can we can do it together because I'm, I'm excited to do a giant take one together. I, I'm sure that'll be more fun, but it was really fun. So go check out that episode. But anyway, sticking to, to this episode, um, we had two players today that were announced by Joe Judge that right now are on the COVID IR Um and that the, the big one, there's Joshua Kalu that's on that list, but I think the big one is New York Giants middle linebacker Blake Martinez, the big captain number 54, joins the reserves and COVID-19 list. While Kadarius Toney uh, was in fact in the building after testing positive for COVID-19, I think it was what, a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so for, for Kadarius Toney, here's the quotes I have for Joe Judge, and we'll start with that. Uh, the quotes beginning with, well, Tony is with us today in the building, so he's back with us. We have a number of guys for different reasons that we're actually going to take them a little bit slower, head coach Joe Judge told reporters, obviously coming off of COVID protocols as we learned last year. With a number of players on our team throughout the season, we're going to go and move them around the field and make sure that he's ready to go. Then we'll start uh, who's that? integrating with our team. I know I had to, I had to make sure that word was said correctly. We're not going to go ahead and rush anything to get, in, you know, uh, to get in the process. And the number of guys was referring to linebacker Blake Martinez and safety Joshua Kalu. Both players landed on the reserve COVID nineteen this after testing positive away from the Giants facility this summer. And uh, Joe Judge said to that quote, "We had a couple of guys who had exp- had some exposure to it and had to quarantine throughout this point. Some guys who had had." who had some issues this summer. I'm not going to go into specifics unless they're on the list right there. Uh, Judge said before the transaction was made official, but you know, there's a couple of guys that have come off that we're going to go ahead and make sure that we're doing the right thing by them in terms of the adjustments to training they had to make the last few weeks. Uh, And then obviously depending on the vaccination, um, the vaccinations for both Martinez and Kalu, they could be back as quickly as Kadarius Tony was today, uh, obviously in the building. And um, I mean, that's all. I-, I guess, Alex, my question for you is, you think this impacts the linebacker core at all? Because I know, you know, Blake Martinez is a big talker on that on that team, kind of revs people up. Uh, I'm guessing it doesn't really make a big difference. He'll be back, I think, in a few days. But you think that you think that has any impact on them? Well, from kind of bringing in two things into one, John Mara came out uh, today also and was talking about the Giants and their vaccination uh, rates here. And they were talking about, or he was talking about how the Giants are almost at 100% uh, vaccinated among players and staff. Um, So if you're looking at the numbers like that, you're hoping Blake Martinez is vaccinated at that point, right? You'd assume so, judging by the numbers there. And, you know, that would mean that hopefully he should be back in the next couple of days. Obviously, Kadarius Tony, I'm assuming based on the fact he was able to come back so quickly, was also vaccinated. Uh, you know, I, these haven't been confirmed or public, but uh, hopefully he should be back in the next couple of days. I don't think it'll affect anything. Just a couple of negative tests for him, especially if he's vaccinated. 
uh, and he'll be back good to go. Uh, so I'm not really concerned about that. And another thing I saw when it comes to uh, wide receivers, obviously there were press conferences all around the New York Giants staff today, the main one being Joe Judge, the head coach, obviously addressing everything coming back in training camp and stuff like that. There was also an interview with Sterling Shepard where he was asked about the slot where he said, basically, I love the slot. It's where I feel super comfortable. It's where I love to play. Obviously, Shepard doesn't really have as big of a role as he did last season going into it, looking like the number one guy. Um, where Alex, if you remember that Golden Tate was actually on the New York Giants for a little bit of time the past, uh, what was it, two years? Um, so really Golden Tate was that number one wide receiver, but not at all. Uh, it was really Sterling Shepard going into last season as a number one wide receiver. Now he's got a few guys to help him out. He's got Kadarius Tony, the rookie in there that we both just mentioned. He's also got um, a guy in Kenny Galladay, the big free agent signing for the New York Giants coming in here as well. So it's going to be interesting because Shepard is probably going to be moved around a lot between the inside, outside and slot. And, um, you know, where, where Shepard feels more, most comfortable, I should say, is the slot. What do you think about that? You think that it, it should be the inside or outside? Where do you want to see Sterling Shepard playing, um, you know, on this team? Well, I think it depends with Kadarius Tony, really, because if you're looking at Kadarius Tony, I think at the NFL level, I think he's more of a slot guy. Obviously, in college, he did everything. I think he's more of either in the slot, in the backfield, kind of using him in some more creative plays. So I think Sterling Shepard, as of right now, retains that slot role. I think Kenny Galladay. uh, And then I'd say probably Darius Slayton are your two outside guys, just judging by the fact that Kadarius Tony's had some issues so far, um, you know, with – Medical issues, obviously, with a couple injuries, with COVID, obviously. So I I think you're going to see Slayton and uh, Galladay on the outside with Sterling in the slot. I think that's how you're going to start the season, or at least how you see it. Uh, Obviously, Tony's role will develop more throughout the season. Obviously, he's a rookie, so uh, they'll have to see how they want to use him throughout the season. But to answer your question, yes, I think Sterling Shepard is a flexible receiver, but I think the slot is where he does his best work. Do we, do we want to talk about the PUP list at all? I know that was kind of like a big thing running around uh, the internet and Twitter and stuff like that. I just didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, obviously the big name there was Saquon not uh, or on the PUP list. I think he'll be activated during training camp or you know before training camp ends so that he can play. Um, I think he'll be okay, but actually talking about Saquon, who was the big news of that list, uh, there was some reports coming out that Saquon may not be ready week one. Uh, if you, uh, Saquon is getting better every day is what Joe Judge said. So who knows? There's kind of been conflicting reports. Saquon said, I don't know uh, when they asked him, is he going to be ready for week one of the NFL season? I don't think he's going to be out there week one. I, I think he'll be in probably won't be playing week one. Maybe week two, you see him get a few snaps. Um, and then I think week three going onwards, you might see him a bit more And then hopefully as the season progresses, you start uh, seeing him as the number one back. Um, But yeah, I I don't think Saquon's going to be ready week one. That's just kind of my gut feeling. And the reason this is so big, obviously, is because Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs uh, in the NFL, is on that list. But it's also because this is a two-part list at this point. Right now, there's six players on the active slash physically unable to perform PUP list. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Harrison, the center, um, Matt Parrott, tight end Kyle Rudolph and inside oh not wait I'm not I'm not finished yet um sorry inside linebacker Shane Zimenez and rookie cornerback Aaron Robinson uh the team's third round pick 
So the thing with the active PUP list, right? Players on the active PUP list can be activated at any time during training camp, which they would need to be moved to as they're on like that split um, group right now of the active slash non-active or the, what is it, active slash physically unable to perform uh, PUP list. So they can be activated during any time in training camp. If they are still on the list at the final roster cuts to 53, they must either be activated or moved to the reserve PUP list. Uh, and at that point, people on the reserve PUP list or the reserve slash PUP list must be inactive for the first six weeks at that point. So that that's also a big thing. If any players are moved there, uh, that you know they have to not play for six weeks. So that that's a big deal, I would say. That's why I wanted to mention it. Also, Alex, um, when we were going back to kind of vaccinations and COVID stuff like that, Joe Judge should also reveal that the New York Giants uh, coaching staff, at least, uh, is fully vaccinated. Every single staff member and coach is fully vaccinated. Uh, vaccinated. So I guess that's a good thing for the team. Obviously, you know that the um, you know the the New York Giants, but mainly the NFL and Roger Goodell, is really coming down on vaccinations, uh, and they really want every player to get vaccinated. We saw the thing with DeAndre Hopkins tweeting out that he you know he's debating retirement. I don't know how real or fake that is, but you know, he's, he's debating retirement because he doesn't want to let his team down because what is it? If it's, um, I need to read through all the restrictions, but it's, if it's, he tests positive, there's, there's something that impacts the whole team. I know that I, I just can't think of the, the uh, specifics right now, but what I do know is that, um, they have to wear wristbands. They have to wear like really light wristbands if players are not vaccinated, which I guess that, you know, that could, you know, point them out in a crowd or something like that. Players probably won't, don't want to do that. Um, but I, I know that's a big deal. I guess I, I know, you know, first day of training camp and all that. What else do we have here on the slate for, for news? We talked about Saquon. We talked about Kadarius Tony, but he returned today. We talked about the players on the COVID list. So I want to, do you have any final Giants topics? Because I do want to talk about one NFL thing that could take us to the end of this podcast, this, this quick update podcast. Um, just one other thing, uh, Chandler Jones, another person who's kind of been uh, in the news recently, uh, submitted a trade request. Some people are saying the Giants might be interested. He has former ties to judge. Well, you'd have to give up for him. Obviously, one of the better edge rushers in the league. I don't know, but definitely an interesting person for the Giants. I know a few people were talking about that. I don't think it's going to happen, um, especially I don't know how you'd fit that in all with the salary wise, but uh, an interesting acquisition if it could be made possible. And actually, Logan Ryan had to say on the unvaccinated, vaccinated thing with the NFL, as I, as I was mentioning, DeAndre Hopkins, another, I know, believer in the not getting vaccinated is Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, had a really good last season with the Bills and Josh Allen. But um, Logan Ryan said, the Giants players rep said the NFL is making it really difficult with the protocols to be unvaccinated. Ryan said he is vaccinated. Uh, quote, I encourage players to, but I'm not going to demand anybody uh, to do so. If they don't believe, which obviously is the right thing to say for Logan Ryan. It's kind of a player answer, um, but cool that he got to say. And obviously he's like really big, big leader of the team. And um, I mean, that's a say on that. Sterling Shepard on that, on the vaccinated, not vaccinated. He said, quote, everybody is able to make a decision for themselves. These guys are stuck on not getting vaccinated. Uh, they're not going to get it. I got vaccinated for my family. I wanted to be here with my teammates. So it's a big deal for a lot of players. But um, I think I think let's talk about what I wanted to mention, Alex. And I don't know if you could have assumed this already, but um, it's it's the player in Aaron Rodgers. 
who is re-signing for one year, his final year with the Green Bay Packers. I think that's already been known. Um, but yeah, he will return. And crazy enough that this news came out literally a day or so. I think a day before, right? Yesterday when we were recording this, a day before training camp began. And he, in fact, showed up at you know Packers training camp today for the first day of training. It's crazy. Like, I, you know, um, signs one day, or at least it comes out. I don't know how long it's been a thing, but signs one day, comes back, and plays for the team another day at that point. Um, but I guess just your thoughts on that. You think it was happening all along. Your thoughts on the whole process and how it went down, how he wanted the, what, two years, 90 million, or I think it was. Um, you know, was looking at other options and eventually signs with the Green Bay Packers. And now Devontae Adams, of course, now once Aaron Rodgers has returned for one final year, is now open to a contract extension. I mean, I don't think it was handled professionally. Do I think it was handled right? No. But I kind of expected him to stay due to the fact that he's still under contract, right, Uh, you know, for one more year. I don't think anyone would be able to give a package for Aaron Rodgers. That would be enough. I think in general he's been at the Packers his entire career. I didn't see him leaving. I think this was more of a ploy. Uh, just to get a few things that he wanted, uh, such as like Randall Cobb back, which apparently he wanted very badly. And now that's going to be moving ahead in a trade from the Texans, I believe. So I, I, you know, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is upset with the Green Bay hierarchy, but I think he knew deep down that he wasn't really going to get anywhere. He was just hoping for a few concessions. And um, I, I guess one more thing. And let, let's just say this. I'm not like a huge, I know a lot of Giants fans, Alex, you could say your, your opinions on this. I know a lot of Giants fans are full on. I love training camp. Yes. You know, first day of training camp, you were kind of debating with me about like when this episode should come out or whatever it is, you know, is it day three of training camp, day two of training camp, whatever it is. Training camp has never really stood out to me uh, per se, just because it's just another form of mini camps. I mean, training camps, kind of a weird one. Um, I've never been a big training camp person either, to be honest, but I I kind of understand the, the magnitude of it, but yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I get the hype around it. I do. I understand it's, it's players in jerseys, new jerseys, new players, new draft picks. I get that. But that's the thing. It's just players in jerseys. And yes, the padded practices come later. But, you know, we're just seeing guys with the number 19 on their back um, running routes with shorts on. And uh, I don't know. I just I think it's a little overhyped. I, I, maybe it's just because we're also Giants fans and Giants Twitter goes probably a little over insane about it. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm, I'm still debating. But here's the thing, right? I guess other Giants podcasts, that's what they do. You know, they, they spend our, you know, whatever talking about Giants training camp and what they did today. But how much stuff are we really going to talk about Giants training camp? We gave you a quick update podcast. You know, it'll be around 20 minutes. I just, I'm trying to like think of ideas and I just don't know like what's going to pop in my head. How much can I talk about Giants training camp, you know, on this first day of it? Yeah, and especially since, you know, only the first day, I'm sure next week we'll have some more to talk about. But yeah, for the first day, it's definitely difficult. But, uh, you know, it's good that we got the episode out there. um, And hopefully um, people enjoyed the quick news update. I think next week we got to go more, not, I wouldn't say in depth, but we we gave our obviously 53-man roster predictions. I think maybe I've asked you if there was any, but I don't feel like we really talked about the roster battles or training camp position battles that we'll be able to see and be excited for. So how about we look forward to that next episode? 
Let's yeah, give, I think like, next episode we'll we'll talk some talk some big training camp battles for sure. There you go. So keep that in mind. Next episode, you want to do three or five? I think we should do. I think we should do like top or, five. We'll we'll see. Yeah, top five sounds good. Yeah. All so right. I think we'll we'll go over the positions, mainly the players. Obviously, you know this player versus this player. So we really think, and uh, we'll obviously go over predictions for who will make who will win this battle uh, in training camp. But for everyone listening, we appreciate you for listening. Obviously quick update training camp podcast. I don't know how many times I need to say this day one complete day two up. I guess the day you're listening to this episode, if not later uh, into training camp, but please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Drop a five stars rating and or review. Go follow at the giant take pod on Twitter. We got a lot of good stuff cooking there. So we really appreciate if you would follow on Twitter, we're at the giant take. Alex is at anorian twenty three. I'm at Joshua twenty nine, and um, I think that's everything. So thank you so much for listening, Alex. Take us out. All right, that's been a wrap for episode one hundred and four of the Giant Take podcast, um, and we'll see you next time with some more news from training camp. Welcome to the All Eighties Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.